2: We are live. Welcome to the RGDFS Tournament Takes podcast, presented by Yahoo. I'm back again for a Week Four edition. My name is Chris Kirkwood, screen name Kirk Dees. I'm your host, co-host with me, the well esteemed tournament crusher uh, Brian Jester from uh, Occupy Fantasy, and we're back uh, after I think it was what ended up being a decent week for both of us in the in the end, in the end of things. How, how did it work out for you?
3: Yeah, what's up, Christy? Yeah, I had a sweat. I finished top ten in the millie on DraftKings, so that was close. And then uh, doubled up for the bankroll challenge on Yahoo, so I can't complain.
2: Nice, nice. There's nothing like a millie sweat. Um, <laughs> nothing. And I remember. I remember last. So last season, I won the slant one week, and I didn't play the millie, and it would have, and it or I and it would have been uh, actually. I got second in this in the slant, and I lost in like a uh, grueling fashion. But you know, the payout structures are fine with the second place yep. for the slant. But. uh, I didn't enter the million. I would have been like the favorite to win the millie for most of the day. And so I was like, I would have won a hundred grand and I'm like, wow, what's worse? You know, like, (laughs) like feeling, feeling like I lost 900,000 and winning a hundred grand or the position that I am that in right now where I didn't even enter, obviously I would have liked a hundred grand, but man, I I can only imagine what a million dollars sweat is like. It's pretty sweet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Especially if you win. Yeah. Yes. You've, you've got, uh, you've got that in the bag already too. So, all right. So we're back. We've got 13 games. Um, We've got five games with a 51 and a half point total or higher. Um, We're going to do the same, same layout with our uh, QB, you know, start with QB, go all the way to tight end with values with, uh, and then our main player, who we think is going to be our main player, at least the people in contention for our main players for this week, um, maybe get some tips along the way, but um, how just a big picture overview. I know you were talking um, pre-show and we were talking about, it seems like kind of a, there's a lot of interesting options. We've got some cheaper running backs. We've got some, Mid-range running backs that look really good, and then we've got the big question: with uh, are we really going to pay forty-one dollars for Derrick Henry? Um, but we've got a lot, of, a lot of ways to go with uh, lineup builds this week. I feel it's not as uh, I feel like there's there's it's not going to be as chalky as last week was. But is that kind of your overall sentiment?
3: That's what I'm thinking. Last week pushed a lot of because of the pricing, there weren't that many great options It pushed a lot of us to a lot of the same plays where this week I feel like we have, you know, six or seven running backs that are a little bit underpriced that we can play. Uh, The receivers there are a few options. There's no clear cut quarterback, at least I don't think so. Yeah, I do agree. It'll be less chalky, but it doesn't mean there's it's, it's any less of a slate because there are a lot of good options that are slightly underpriced.
2: No, of course, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, that's going to make it a good slate with with plenty of options everywhere. It, I, I you know, basically last week came down to, and I, I told you that I basically broke even. I won in cash games, but I pretty much bricked in all the tournaments, and that was because, once again, Cooper Cup, uh, just <laughs> keep burying me, right? But I, I got lucky. I got lucky to salvage and have a, like basically a break even week because of Big Mike Williams and that uh, unnecessary touchdown that he caught in the corner there that I loved every second of we'll uh, take it. Yeah, definitely. But man, we're going to have to talk about some Cooper cup uh, when we get there, but all right, let's start at QB. So the man who's back on top now, who after a massive week last week was is Josh Allen, my boy, Josh Allen, again, I'm p- kind of upset that I didn't end up playing him as my main guy last week, but um, I wanted to, at times I thought I was going to, but he, he showed us what he's, you know, he's back. 37 fantasy points um, and uh, Washington defense is, hasn't looked so hot uh, this season, but anyway, four passing TDs. That's what this guy's going to do. He also had a rushing TD. Uh, didn't even need. He had four rushing attempts for only nine yards. So, I mean, it was just, this was just a passing Josh Allen and that's good because we're going against Houston. It was a, the, another terrible defense. Right. And so the thing that's really nice about Josh Allen here is that not only does he have like a really good matchup that he should do great in, like they don't, Seem to take the foot off the gas, right? Like he's still, they were, he was still out there chucking against Miami when they won that game thirty-five to nothing. He was absolutely chucking until the very end against against Washington last week. So I feel like it, it does feel pretty safe in this spot as the, the the top guy. That would, but there are values. We got Jalen Hurts um, potentially another value. We got the bounce back Justin Fields to go to with. Uh, where I want to hear your take on that. Potentially. And then the other guys I wrote down was maybe for really cheap was for Jacoby Brissett, who I'll probably have some. I don't really love it, but um, uh, I'll have some. And then uh, I kind of like Sam Arnold this week. But uh, what are the guys that you, you were thinking of?
3: Yeah, you, you hit on most of them. I think, yeah, Josh Allen is definitely the clear top option if you if you can afford to pay up. And I think we probably can this week. And, I, you know, you mentioned Jalen Hurts. That's probably the big decision for your main lineup, I would imagine. It, whether it's Hurts or paying up for Allen. Uh, you mentioned a couple of the cheap guys, Brissett, Mayfield. It's really tough to click Justin Fields' name after what happened last week, but you got to figure it. It's a much easier matchup this time around. You got to imagine they run the ball a little bit more. Bill Lazor's calling plays, not Matt Nagy this time. So I think a lot of things are going to be different than last week. Um, so yeah, I think for your main lineup, I, I don't, think you need to go down that cheap to those guys because there are values. So it's, to me, it's between Hertz and Allen. And then once we get the tournaments, we have those quarterbacks from those, those high total
2: games. Yeah. So with Justin Fields, the way I look at it, I, I'm fine going back with him. I think it was a terrible, you know, it was just, I think it was a tough matchup and terrible coaching last week. Um, I think another week under their belt, some pressure and then a nice matchup with uh, Detroit here should, should do the trick. You know, it's, it's, This is a gutted secondary, so he should have plenty of opportunity to if he can hit some passes and hopefully they get him going with his legs a little bit more. But, you know, I played Lamar against this same defense last week and um, I had a lot of pairings with uh, Marquise Brown, which was really tilting. I did that over on FanDuel too. I mean, he should, he could have, he could have broke the slate. You know, he (laughs) could have been Cooper Cup. He dropped two 40 yard plus touchdowns, gimmies that were literally off his fingertips. Um, that shouldn't be dropped by an NFL caliber receiver, but, you know, things happen. But uh, so, you know, the potential against this secondary is is certainly high. Um, So I, and I do like this game. Hopefully the bears can, can uh, get things corrected this week. Um, We'll get, there'll be a lot of other plays too to get into with stacking. We're going to, you know, with this and the running backs are both great plays this weekend, but from both sides of the ball, I mean, Deandre Swift looks freaking electric and uh now he's getting the coach speak about you know potentially getting more work now and david montgomery's workload's been a little bit um down but not so bad but uh, i think the the big games are still up in their form so there's a lot of interesting plays in this game um all right so reset or darnold um any any thoughts there
3: yeah, I think for me, it's Darnold, right? Brissette's a pure value, but I'd rather pay just a couple more bucks and get Darnold because they're playing in the high total game. Should be a pace-up matchup against the Cowboys. I mean, those those higher total games are where I'm targeting my tournament lineups. Dak and Darnold, Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, and then Kyler. And we can go back to Matthew Stafford again. I know we like to have rushing upside, so I'm you know honestly lean towards Kyler, Hurts, and Dak of that group. But some of those other guys, I mean, they're all great plays. There are six, eight, ten quarterbacks that are really, really, really good options this week. Yeah, we've got
2: the Arizona Rams game, um, Carolina Dallas, which you just mentioned. You know, those are two or two or high totals. I kind of like this Washington Falcons game too. I'm just kind of trying to be optimistic and thinking maybe these guys will show up because they're both of their defenses are poor. Um, <laughs> if but, Atlanta you know, can't get right after this game, then they're never going to get right. And, and I mean, and it's so obvious too. Like at the end of the day, you're going to feel like if this game busts, you're going to be like, obviously this game busts. <laughs> Matt Ryan is dust and. Or Tyler Tyler right. Tyler Haneke or whatever his name is. Um, but, uh, all right. The main plays is where, where this gets interesting, right? Cause I think it's going to be for the most part, unless you're, um, Jalen Hur- or Jalen hurts is kind of up there in that, that price range for the main main plays anyway. So, um, I guess it would be between Josh Allen would be the number one for me, Mahomes, I'm definitely interested in trying to get up to, um, and then Dak is right there at 35, and Jalen Hurts is at 32. I'm scared of Jalen Hurts and this Philly, you know, team not showing up. And um, but I am very confident in Patrick Mahomes lighting this defense up. Uh, so Mahomes is kind of the guy I'm looking to get up to. Is that kind of what your 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 thoughts are? Yeah.
3: Yeah, right in line with what I'm thinking. Um, I, I think Dak is probably my favorite overall play for tournaments. Um, you know, Carolina's defense is getting a ton of pressure on the quarterback, but they haven't played great competition. And Dak, you know, if you read, if you watch the film or, or, or read people's articles who watch the film, he's, he's calling audibles basically every single play at the line of scrimmage. So I think he can mitigate that pressure with his audibles. So I think Dak in this game is, uh, he's probably my favorite uh, if, if I'm not playing, um, you know, Allen or, or Hurts in my main lineup.
2: Yeah, so that's interesting. You brought up the the, the Carolina defense. You know, everyone's talking about how good this Carolina defense is, but really they faced the Jets, the Texans, and uh, a Jameis Winston, right? So those three, right? So this is the, this has been good matchups for their D. So they'll, they'll get we'll get a real sense this week, um, and so that'll be interesting to see. Um, I, I do worry a little bit about Dak not rushing so much, but yes. man, there's so many weapons there that he he certainly has the the ceiling, right? Like this game could definitely pop off. So I'm with you there. Um, that's kind of the – those are all the plays I had written down. I can look through and see some other guys that I didn't quite make the cut. Right? Now. Well, first of all, I mean, it's tough for Kyler, but Kyler should always be in consideration. That game is – as a monster, it's a 54-point total as of right now. Um, you plus Stafford looks great. Actually, I, I Stafford would be like fits someone I'm definitely considering who's not the usual rushing upside quarterback that I, that I tend to gravitate towards to on uh, Yahoo, but, uh, you, you like Stafford at all.
3: Yeah. I mean, they're passing at a way higher expectation than they ever have under McVeigh, And I got to imagine that's because of the upgrade from golf to Stafford. So if they're going to keep passing this much and against a team, that's going to run a ton of plays. Yeah, you gotta like it. So he's definitely a consideration for me too.
2: And then I look down and I'm like, man, it doesn't seem like anybody's gonna play Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't seem like anyone's gonna play Russell Wilson. Maybe you know, maybe that's being optimistic, but their projected ownerships are certainly low. And uh these are guys that we should probably be playing every week, no matter what.
3: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, we know they have Three, four, five touchdown upside, so it's hard to argue. Just for me, it's you know the game environments. Game environments are a little bit better for these other quarterbacks we've already discussed.
2: Yeah, uh, I did write down on my pa- my uh, trusty old pen and paper that the games I liked the most was Carolina, Dallas, uh, Washington, Falcons. Um, those were those were my top two that I was going to try to get, and then obviously I like Mahomes, but I do kind of worry about the blowout in this one. I mean, Philly just looked terrible the other night.
3: Yeah, I'm trying to wipe right. that from my memory. The the, yeah. the national primetime game bias. I'm trying to get it out of my memory because yeah, they did not look great at all.
2: And hurts me some really dumb decisions in that game. It still got um, to like 28 fantasy points or whatever, yeah. or whatever, it was, right? He got there, he got enough, but it, it was it you just didn't look good. Um, and you know, man, with uh the Chiefs being down, um losing uh two games they're going to be out for blood in this one you know after two straight yep. losses. Yep. So all right, let's uh get over to the running back position or actually should we go wide receiver right now since we just talked uh yeah, might as well. Let's go receivers since we've receivers. Um all right, so the ones I wrote down for the values, I think DJ Moore is a ridiculous value. Yep, I mean one. this guy is just getting peppered with targets. Robbie Anderson is just an afterthought. We're gonna, I'm gonna mention Robbie Anderson because he's getting a lot of coach speak. He's dirt cheap on Yahoo! He's 14 bucks. He's got big play upside. Um, he's being the squeaky wheel at this point. Um, so wouldn't shock me at all. I mean, I think we gotta, we gotta play some of him. Um, and then, uh, I mean, Nicole Hardman is still 10 bucks, stone minimum. He's, there's 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 one in one a for receivers and it's travis kelsey tyreek hill tyreek hill let me down last week that's why i didn't do so well is because uh i i you know I, as i was saying i ended up fading kelsey and playing hawkinson and playing tyreek in my main lineup which man that was a fail but uh you know he's gonna go off sooner or later certainly this is a defense that he can get behind um so like that and uh Brandon Ayuk, I wrote down for, for kind of a sneaky play, fifteen bucks, and uh, Corey Davis, I wrote down. Do you like it? Who, who do you like out of that list? Am I missing anyone for the cheap value guys?
3: Yeah, so uh, DJ Moore was the first person I wrote down as well. He's far too cheap given his target volume. Robbie Anderson, I did list as well. Uh, like you said, uh, Sam Darnold's talking him up. We need to get him the ball more, and he is too cheap. Assuming we can get some volume out of him, uh, Miko Harman's another guy that you mentioned that is again is minimum price. The other guy that I wrote down that's in that mid-tier range is Brandon Cooks, who I imagine they're going to be throwing most of this game against Josh Allen if the spread holds true. And Cooks' target volume is like record-setting at this point. And uh, with Davis Mills, sounds like Davis Mills getting the start again. He's worked exclusively with him after practice. He trusts Brandon Cooks. He said he's trusted Brandon Cooks. So I can't imagine that target volume stops. And then right before we started recording, uh, news dropped that both A.J. Brown and Julio Jones were officially ruled out which means we have three men men-priced Tennessee wide receivers who are going to be starting. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was talking up uh, Nick Wex- Nick Westbrook, Akina who ran a ton of routes last week and Chester Rogers playing out of the slot has been playing out of the slot all year. I think those are the, the two best options from Tennessee and they, uh, you know, in a matchup against the jets, I think uh, at minimum price, they're certainly worth considering.
2: Definitely. Um, but there's also potential with this to, I mean, uh, Derek Henry has gotten 40 carries in a game, 40 touches, <laughs> 40 touches in a game before yeah, right. 35 and, uh, and six targets, 35, you know, and this, this very well could lead to a massive workload for Derek Henry. Sure. We got to figure out, it's definitely worth taking a shot on some of these guys, but I don't feel confident for sure with no. them. Although, uh, your guy, I know you liked you, you did mention Chester Rogers, uh, one of these weeks. So, um, We'll see if he can
3: pan out. Uh, you, you mentioned Ayuk, right? I think may, maybe people will be off of him, but his role was back to normal in week three, uh, ran the same, same amount of routes he was running back in 2020, uh, was getting targets, air yards, end zone targets. Uh, so I agree. I think the pricing hasn't
2: caught up to his role being back to normal yet. Yeah, um, definitely. And it, like, so I, I like list guys that like, uh, I like. Do I still believe in their talent level? Yes, I do. And he's like perfect for that list. It's like, We've, where we've only had three games, you know, we know a three game sample in NFL is nothing. Um, things take a little while. I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna have games. It's gonna happen. But, uh, over on the main plays, I uh, might as well segue right to Debo Samuel because he looks too, too cheap. I mean, this is, he's averaging 10 targets a game, um, against Seattle. This should be a game with, with some points in it. Um, so i definitely like him and i mean we have got like a stacked middle high-end range right so the guys i wrote down so debo i had i had circled i had um mclaurin for 22 those guys are both 22. um then calvin ridley is only 24 you know we've seen a price decrease with him he's still the guy he's still an insane route runner his quarterback plays look terrible so far but this could be the week i I mentioned i like that game um, and then we've got the high-end guys, which we can fit, especially if we're going to throw in one of the Tennessee cheaper receivers that we end up liking by the end of the week. You know, we're all going to be on the same. We're all going to end up <laughs> getting swoon-fed a bunch of information, right. like by Evan Silver or whoever, or Levitan or anybody from RG or from Occupy. Uh, we're going to we're going to end up with a favorite one, but whichever one that is, it's going to make it easy to at least give us the option to, to pay up for digs, like do like a, a Josh yes. Allen to Diggs, um, or uh, Devon uh, Devontae Adams, or, you know, going right back to the Tyreek. Well, for an, ex, you know, blow up spot potentially.
3: Yeah. I mean, Diggs is probably my favorite option. If we can get up that high, mostly because he's got some variants coming his way. Uh, we talked about, I think it was last week. We mentioned Josh Allen's inaccuracies downfield and it didn't matter because he put up four touchdowns and, There's going to be some regression coming on his deep balls, and Diggs has only caught one deep ball this year out of eight. I think it's eight or ten targets of 15 or more air yards. So Diggs is going to continue to get volume, and you got to believe that they're eventually going to connect, and what better matchup for them to connect. So for me, Diggs, if I'm paying up, I think is by far the best option. I hope he doesn't get as much ownership as uh, his matchup might indicate, but he's in line for a huge game.
2: Yep, and you bring him back with Cooks, who you already mentioned, so that that, that works pretty easily. Um, we can fill it out with value from there. Yeah, I like that. Justin Jefferson is another guy that I like um, that I think he might get overlooked this week. Um, all right, hit me. Cooper Cup is now $36. <laughs> Dude, he's,
3: he's like Devontae Adams from last year where he just keeps scoring touchdowns, and no matter how much his price increases, no matter how much I don't play him, he continues to score touchdowns. What kills me is obviously him and Stafford have a connection and if you look at advanced metrics yes cup is technically overperforming his his opportunity volume his air yards whatever it may be but they're literally drawing up plays on the sidelines for this guy in the red zone and when we have those types of narratives it's hard to continue fading him when they have that trust and they're literally making plays for him to score touchdowns so You know, he has to be in consideration every week and he's going to be in consideration every week because most likely the Rams are going to be involved in one of the highest total games pretty much every single week, which means we're stacking that game, which means we have to consider Cooper Cup. So, um, you know, as much as I want to continue to fade the guy, I think you can only play him, though, if you're stacking that game, because, you know, if you're going to play a 40 percent owned dude with no other correlation around it, I mean, that's that's bad DFS. So to me,
2: if I'm going to play him, I got to have some
3: other correlation involved in that game.
2: Yeah. He um, shouldn't be that high owned. I don't think this because of his price, but uh, for sure, I get it. I mean, if you're spending that much money, if he's going to go off, you're probably going to want the quarterback with him. Um, all right. So I was talking with a good friend of mine, Ali. He's, he's a DFS crusher. GQINXS is his screen name. But anyway, we were talking about Cup and he was like, it just makes too much sense. You know, it's you, you want to keep fading him every week, but like, literally, really the reality is, is that the role has changed. You know, they used to only play him, you know, he's, he's, first of all, he gets open from the slot at will. He always has gotten, got open from the slot at will. It's just, they that didn't keep him on the field for, you know, and Robert Woods was getting, you know, hundred percent of the the snaps and cup was much lower. And so it, it enabled Woods to kind of be a number one wide receiver in addition to, to cup being one. And, and now with just cup on the field all the time and certainly connecting with Stafford, it just, you know, it, it's gotta be he was saying that this is for real and he doesn't see cup changing. So he thinks it's he's like the new Devontae. But we'll we'll see. We'll see how that I mean and out. they're
3: they're just passing more in general, right? Yeah. He's on the field more and they're passing more and they're passing more around the goal line. So like you said, it, it really is Devontae Adams part
2: two. All right. Um let's take a look here. Uh yeah, like I said, Jefferson is a guy I like. Um, talk to me about McLaurin or is Curtis, do you, do you know if Curtis Samuel is supposed to be back this week?
3: So Ron Rivera said today that he's expecting him to go, which is kind of weird to me because the dude's practiced three times since like June. So I, I'm, I have a hard time believing that he's in full game shape, but it sounds like he's going to play. And is, is he min price on Yahoo? I haven't checked.
2: He's gotta be. Um, am oh my God, he's $16. So it's, <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. But, but he's, he's min price on DraftKings.
3: Right. That's okay. That's where he was been priced. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what his role is going to be, but uh, yeah, DraftKings, especially he's a play. I don't know if you can play him on Yahoo, but again, you keep talking about, you know, McLaurin. We'll talk about some running backs. Like that is a game that you can potentially stack just because they are values on Yahoo.
2: Yep. All right. Um, any other plays that I'm missing that you want to make sure people people have? Uh, Metcalf, I, I see a little injury tag next to him. Is there anything going on here?
3: Yeah, he tweaked his ankle. It sounds like he's fine. Uh, Lockett yeah. mispractice Thursday. He tweaked his ankle. It was more of a tweak, probably in that game. Uh, so we have to monitor that because that's that's two injuries. To obviously, the upside in that game that could that could affect it.
2: Yep. Um, all right. And I think Allen Robinson has got a got to come through one of these days uh, he's getting he's down low priced at 17 dollars so if, certainly i mean that's the that's the obvious pairing with uh with fields yeah um and then odell beckham odell beckham 27 bucks on yahoo a little steep but on other sites i'm certainly interested but i i, I think he looks pretty good out there
3: No one's going to play him, right, at 27 on Yahoo? And he commanded a huge share of the targets and air yards last week, and he looked back. So, um, you know, that Cleveland-Minnesota game does have a a bit of a higher total. It could be stacked. We talked about Mayfield being a potential value. So, yeah, I think Odell Beckham makes sense in some lineups.
2: All right, let's get taken on over to running backs. Uh, Interesting, interesting spot this week because we've got a ton of different ways to go. and We don't just have, like, three main – Right. mid tier plays like we've had so far each week. We've got cheap who looks amazing is DeAndre Swift. Um the Bears defense has been underperforming for sure. DeAndre is electric. You had a nice game last week. Um you know does get is getting the targets this year, which is great. So eleven targets his first game, five, a second, seven then the last game, you know, caught all seven balls for 60 yards last week. Um certainly he's he's got to be a top main play this week um mike davis is cheap at 14 bucks now he's earned that cheap price tag he's under 10 fantasy points in each of his games he's right you know right there basically around the nine point mark but the opportunity's been there right 15 rushing attempts in the first week 12 in the last week um he does get targets he got six seven and four targets uh so Certainly the opportunity is there. I've already talked about how I like this game. I might feel stupid. I, I mean, I will feel stupid if I lose a bunch of money going crazy <laughs> on this game. But I think it's going to be kind of overshadowed a little bit by these other games. And I think it, it's it's good. it's like one of those NBA DFS, two two bad defenses put him up against each other, too. Like, like the Sacramento Kings against the Chicago bulls that like, you just end up wanting all the guys from this game because they all end up going off. So that, that's kind of like the way I view this game could, could crash and burn for sure. And then, you know, so then we've got guys in like the mid range, like we've got Najee again, who's got a terrible quarterback, which could be, you know, he probably needs a better to Ben needs to do a little bit better for him to have, really have some big games, to take some pressure off because he's just running right into um uh right into a line that's stacked against him. But um, that I mean, he got 19 freaking targets yes. last <laughs> week. I mean, that's what the hell. I, I, I mean, don't care if, mean, I don't care if he
3: gets zero rushing attempts. If he's going to get 19 yeah. targets every week, we're going to play him, especially at 21 bucks or whatever he is.
2: That's insane. Okay. Um, so, and, uh, so yeah, we, we gotta like him and his price barely, his price is back where he was, I think week one or no. I think, yeah. I think it's even lower. Um, so you gotta like that, David Montgomery. I believe in. I think he's got a big game is on the horizon. He had some great plays that were called back by penalties to this season so far. Um, Twenty one bucks. He's right in that range. We've got Henderson to consider, right? If he's going to be back, we do have. Uh, he does have a little bit of competition, um, but uh, I I still think if he I think he's the much better back over Sony Michel for sure. Um, although Sony has you know done did fine and he has looked all right he looks looks better than he ever did in a pats uniform I'll I'll say that um and I've certainly watched him a lot um Clyde is is 18 bucks again so there's like a lot of these guys like in that range um did I what's Gibson at Antonio Gibson yeah he's
3: up up there too and then the other guy you haven't mentioned is, is Chase Edmonds too he's 14 and they're playing basically Arizona has led most of the games they've played this year and that's favored James Conner getting more of the rush attempts. But if they do trail like this game suggests they should in a a pace up game, it should be more Edmonds. And Edmonds has a pretty high floor with his his receiving volume. So Edmonds, DeAndre Swift, Mike Davis, Montgomery, Najee Harris, and then Chuba Hubbard, who's 17. He won't get the full Christian McCaffrey workload, but as we saw with this offense last year, uh, the same system in place. They do target the running backs that are a frequently high rate and who Hubbard had five targets in relief uh, after McCaffrey left. So, you know, I, I, the common theme here, right? Chris is like, all these guys have receiving volume. And even though it's a yeah. half point PPR site, it yeah, really raises.
2: Yeah. I'm usually not looking for that on Yahoo so much, but um, certainly it's fine. Um, I mean, it, but they, but each one of these guys has massive touchdown equity too, that we're mentioning. So, I mean, there are, I, I like chase Edmonds. Sure. I have nothing to Doing bad. I I don't think Connor is very good. Um, I wish they would just let Edmonds loose for it, for right. all of it, but he's definitely electric in the passing game. Like you said, they should be from behind. That L.A. Rams defense is legit to me. looks 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 really good to me. But and then we you know Saquon is back. Tough matchup with New Orleans, but that's what I paid up for Saquon last week. Um, mm-hmm. I, for twenty four. I mean, it was nice, but it wasn't because like pretty much everyone kind of like not like everyone kind of had the same true yeah so he kind of just just kind of washed. it was a wash but that was my thought process anyway um yeah and then and then for you know the the main ones i mean we then zeke should be considered i think i mean he certainly they made a point to give him some touchdowns in the last game he's 22 bucks he looks good he does pollard also looks good that's why i'm a little bit worried about dak this week is because that both of these guys on their rushing uh, on the rushing side looks so good, but you know, the game could go break anyway, but he should definitely be considered. And then Derek Henry, I mean, if we're getting a bunch of value, if we have $14 running backs that we can feel pretty good, if we have, if we end up liking one of these Tennessee guys um, by the end of the week, strong, strong feelings there, then paying up for, for, for Henry at 41 bucks is definitely in play. You,
3: you almost have to, right? I don't know if you have to, but I feel like it's, you know, with the value we have this week and Henry's in the clear best spot, I think you you got to tr- almost try to prioritize that in your main lineup. Do you, do you often do that when there's a situation like this on Yahoo?
2: So, I mean, so people, you you would know, you know, McCaffrey wasn't on the main slate this last week. But you'll notice like last week, a lot of people paid up for that was the big decision <clears throat> was paying up for C- CMC. And uh, excuse me, I had a cough. And, um, go ahead. Well, I, well, I think I up. got you. I
3: got you. So, yeah. Okay. So, so, so people, it depends because there's some weeks this year where it was this all mid range guys, but this week, the fact that every single running back that we've talked about so far is like two or $3 cheaper and doesn't seem like much, but that adds up. If you can play one or two of those guys, it does allow you to pay up because the receivers were likely playing in our main lineups are in that 15 to $25 range. So when, If the pricing is going to make it this easy and Henry's going to get
2: 35 touches or
3: whatever, then, yeah, I think you almost have to play him.
2: And it's against the Jets. Also true. uh, You know, it's and this is a game that, like, they're probably, you know, sitting out Julio and sitting out A.J. Brown because they probably feel like they can do it. It might be a different story if it was uh, against uh, a much better team. Maybe it wouldn't, but maybe it would and um, certainly seems like you can just lean on Derrick Henry to get the job done and he'll have massive touchdown equity in this game because they you know, maybe these other guys score or whatever, but it's Henry's going to be the first first guy that gets for sure chance. the
3: other two the other two guys i wrote down this kind of pivots one away from henry and one away from these cheaper running backs is alvin kamara because they're seven point favorites they're running the ball more than any team in the league is them and the bengals running below x or running above expectation so uh kamara is going to get a ton of work and then cordero patterson is surprisingly get a ton of work at running back we mentioned him last week getting you know 40 percent of the touches and kind of hurting mike davis's value but if this game does shoot out a little bit like you think kristen patterson at 13 bucks he could outscore some of these other guys because he has so far this year if he gets a touchdown
2: yep see we're just loaded we got so many plays in there um aaron jones is a little bit banged up limited during thursday's practice but i mean he he's been great but pittsburgh is a little bit better against the run you know they are a tough matchup against the run so maybe that's unnecessary, but no, uh, it's going to be a big decision. I'm going to try to b- make some builds with uh, Henry and see how we see how see how I like him. So he's definitely in contention. It's it's he's I look at it as the same as whether if you're going to play CMC or not. Um, and uh, all right, Miles Sanders is somebody that I'm kind of interested in. Um, in order, if Philly's going to stay in this game, if huge if right, you want to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands, like. want to lean on the run, you know, you know, chew up a bunch of clock. Miles Sanders looks good. Hasn't had, you know, massive games, but it hasn't been his fault. You know, I mean, it looks, it looks terrible in that last game, but that was all game script and it might very well be a poor game script again, but like for a low owned tournament play, I think Miles Sanders certainly in play
3: for sure. And I like Jonathan Taylor too. Uh,
2: He's,
3: he's going overlooked and his, his volume hasn't been what we want it to be so far this year, but, uh, we saw what Peyton Barber did to the dolphins last week. I think JT could have a similar performance and I can't imagine many people are rushing to play him after uh, his performances through three weeks.
2: Second, most touches, um, within the 10 yards of the goal line. Uh, it's Derek Henry, number one, and it's Jonathan Taylor, number two. So the opportunity is going to be there. He is a good back. This could be the right game for him. Um, and he's, no, one's going to play him at 28 bucks. So that's a, that's a, it's just right in that no man's land. Right. Cause we got, so we got, we're stacked with the low end. We're stacked with like the 18 to 24 range. And then there's Jonathan Taylor at 20 and Nick Chubb too at 28 and 29. Love that. Um, All right. Let's uh, take it on over to tight ends. Um, All right. So it's what it's Travis Kelsey (laughs) per usual. And I always end up trying to, figure out a way to fade him but man i felt stupid last week although he didn't he didn't kill me it's just i was killed because hawkinson did nothing like yeah it that was surprising that was so crazy to me that he how he just i don't know if that was because they they lean on him so hard in blowouts or if it was just he needed to block more blocking responsibilities or if it just 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 didn't go his way for a game i, I don't know what to think but it certainly reminds you of the variance in tight ends. Yes. And that's why Travis Kelsey is all such a great play because there isn't that much variance. I mean, 13.9 fantasy points is a bad game for him, right? You know, we saw the, the, the floor for, uh, for Hawkinson. Um, so that's the main decision is whether you're going to pay up for, for Kelsey, George Kittle um, is certainly, you know, you get a discount of 22 for arguably, you know, someone just as good as Travis Kelsey, um then we've got guys like kyle pitt's bounce back i don't know so i'm a little you know the thing i play it cautious with tight ends in year one like this it's the same exact thing like with hawkinson right like he was drafted oh he's going to be the next gronk uh patricia's going to use him like the Patriots system but they never ended up using him right and it's like it seems like it just takes a while for teams to really utilize a tight end because maybe because of the blocking responsibilities and whatnot so i always kind of worry about rookies, but Pitts is electric. um, Certainly um, could, could come back here and have a big game. So his price is fine. His price is kind of cheap at 16 bucks. So him um, maybe Mark Andrews, but tough matchup against Denver, but he's, you know, he's got to pass to someone. Mark Andrews looked, had a really solid game with, you know, they probably wouldn't have had such a solid game if uh, (laughs) Hollywood. (laughs) And it's not even, he's from Hollywood, Florida is the, I just found out his nickname. I, I was, I was wondering why they called him Hollywood because he's so flashy or like really good mm. or he's from out there. It's because he's from Hollywood, Florida. So, cause I was calling him West Hollywood to my, uh, <laughs> my, my friend says that like, there's a lot of uh, homeless in West Hollywood. So I kept calling him West Hollywood Brown after that. He's name, he's, he's
3: one drop away from just dropping the nickname altogether.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know who are you, who, what are you, what are you thinking at tight end?
3: So, uh, so Hawk, Andrews, Pitts are those mid-range guys. And then to me, I think the decision, there are like, there are like four or five guys that are really cheap if you need to, to punt a tight end that I think could make a ton of sense. So we have Dalton Schultz, who I'm not thrilled about playing after a two-touchdown game, but at $10. Uh, Mike Gesicki, who got back into a full-time role last week with Jacoby Brissett. Evan Ingram, like all the receivers are hurt, and I'm not a big Evan Ingram fan, but again, he's super cheap, and they're going to be without Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, and Kenny Galladay's a little bit banged up. Tyler Higbee, his price decreased after scoring last week. Uh, And then the fifth and final option I'm not as thrilled about is Anthony Ferguson, but they have no receivers, and he's 10 bucks, and he's coming back this week for Tennessee. So um, I think there are enough options there that if you want to fake Kelsey, you can drop all the way down. If you want to pay up somewhere else, I'm not sure I'm going to do that, but I think it's an option.
2: Um, I told my friend to bet on uh, Zach Ertz TD uh, prop the other night and that, that hit. So I thought you were going to mention when you said first, sir, I thought maybe you were going to mention Zach Ertz there at 12 bucks. Uh, do you think, do you think he's just dust dust or? Uh,
3: uh, I mean, he's getting run. So it's hard to argue in a game where they should throw. I mean, they threw a lot on Monday night too. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I would prefer a guy in a full-time role and all the guys we mentioned, I guess Schultz isn't in a full-time role, but uh, he's in a good offense. So I don't know. I, I I have a tough time playing Earth's because I think the target ceiling is capped.
2: If we want to go down, uh, this is a, for a tournament play, th- no one's going to play this guy, right? Um, this is a guy who's always been like min priced forever. He's maybe lucky if he gets, uh, uh, end zone red zone look and, you know, capitalizes on it. But Dawson Knox This is a guy that we were all kind of like high on last season, you know, coming into this season, and it didn't pan out so much. And then we were like, oh, Bills don't use the tight end or much, you know, or and, uh, but he's certainly emerging. Like, you know, I feel like he looks good. He's had, he's, he's rattled off, not, not monster games, but he's got a touchdown in each of his last two games. Certainly an easy matchup here. And um, I think this kind of could be the emergence of Dawson Knox this season. like we're gonna he's gonna keep keep getting better and better and this is the guy who we wanted to see last season um you know it is it is concerning because josh has all those weapons and can certainly just take it in himself um around there but this is a guy i don't think anyone's going to play at 18 dollars because you're just not used to seeing that price on him he's overpriced
3: right yeah no one's going to play him at that price but to me it's you know tight end is so tough it's such a wasteland and if you're going to play josh allen you know Instead of punting the tight end or just trying to hope your tight end scores 10 points, why not play your quarterback's tight end, who we've already identified in a great spot, has the potential to, to throw three, four, five touchdowns. Good chance that one of them goes to your tight end and he outscores all these other values. So, um, you know, again, I don't think anyone's going to play him, probably mostly for tournaments, but it makes a ton of sense at this type of position.
2: Yep. Uh, so... Finalizing my pool here and you know I did run like what I would normally run on a Sunday and at this point in in the week so I was getting the most Kelsey um, I was getting a lot of Tyler Hageby a lot of George Kittle some Pitts some Andrews some Ertz some Schultz and some Hawkinson and Gusecki that was kind of my pool and then Logan Thomas was someone I needed to uh, make a decision on and potentially manually bump up. But you're stacking that game, so you gotta get every
3: player involved yeah. into your player pool. So, um, yeah, I think I think we're on the same page with these guys. The the guys at the bottom, guys in the middle range, and then if you can get up to Kelsey. So, um, you know, all in all, I think it's a pretty clear plan this week, right? You get one, maybe two of those cheaper running backs. Try to pay up for Henry if you can. This this for your main lineup, right? Allen or Hertz, um, and then the Kelsey are the cheap guys at tight end. And then we have those those you know eighteen to twenty two dollar receivers like we normally do. So uh, you know, Chris, I think uh, I think we're in line for a pretty pretty solid week here.
2: Yep, uh, I couldn't agree more. I think this is. I came off of a uh, single game bink last night with four of my friends. For, yeah, congrats for a, nice, for a nice little hit. I figured uh, it's because I read the Occupy uh, Showdown uh, guide that you gave me. So I owe it all to you guys. I appreciate um, that. Yeah. So, um, anyways. I think we're uh, so. Let's just uh, finalize it with stacks here. Give a couple of stacks. Um, you know, and right now where I'm at, I mean, I was getting. Man, I I got to redo this. Getting way too much Carolina.
3: <laughs> no, you're in good shape, man.
2: That that game's gonna that game's gonna go off. And if you can if you can
3: play Darnold as a cheaper option, I like it a lot. I really do.
2: DJ Moore is so cheap for the kind of production. I mean, they're, he's just looking at him every single play. It's like DJ Moore, DJ Moore um all right so uh kansas city uh mahomes definitely want mahomes right so you can even make lineups with playing Mahomes. it's tough but it's not it's not out of the uh, realm of uh, lineup you know, you know you can still make pretty decent lineups this week with kelsey tyreek and uh, mahomes uh usually that's impossible to do uh on yahoo but uh this is the week where we've got enough of these uh Cheaper running backs, cheaper wide receivers where we can make that happen. So that's in play. Um, I guess my favorite, I, got, uh, I mean, my favorite is Josh Allen, but it always is. I think uh, maybe I'll say uh, my my favorite. Will, no, I'm not going to say Matt, Matt Ryan's my favorite. I can't do it. So uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say my favorite is actually the Mahomes. That, that, to doing that Mahomes high price double stack or using Nicole Hardman and uh, just, smashing in value everywhere you can and every single which way. I think that's a pretty good lineup, this construction this week, but the big decision is going to be Derrick Henry or not.
3: Yeah, it's very tough. So top stack for you is Mahomes. And, you know, like you said, it's it's much harder to do that on FanDuel, DraftKings compared to Yahoo, especially this week. So I, I do like that this week. I'm going to stick with my guy, Dak, in that game. Um, you know, honestly, maybe the move is, is just flipping it and playing Darnold, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, who we've identified as underpriced. And running back with uh, one of the Dallas Dallas receivers or Zeke for for the for the big tournament. So I, I think I'll go with that as my stack. I'll go with the Darnold side.
2: I like that too. You got a sneaky one. More? Some some gross one.
3: Oh man, always got a gross one for you. Let me see here. Um, I'm going to say this. Uh, okay, we're getting really gross now, and we'll go with Pittsburgh. Uh, big Ben, Najee Harris. Oh. And I like I like Claypool this week because he's he's underperformed. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet. So uh give me the Pittsburgh side, running back with Devontae Adams. I don't know if I'll ever do that, but if you're looking for a super gross stack,
2: that's what I'll say. Yeah, I'll probably look to Aaron Rodgers on the other side and try to figure out a it's probably a much better that. idea. I can't, I can't. I, I just don't want to root for Ben. I just can't, that's fair. can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> um all right, so this is a quick. We got done in time. Uh, perfect. So this has been uh, the RGDFS tournament takes podcast week four uh, and we will catch you next week. Thanks.